from a prophetic perspective, what do you recognize as some of the clearest indications that we are living one minute from the rapture? In other words, we're at the very end of the prophetic time. Clock. Yeah, so we have a, a, one of our DVDs that we've had for a while out there is top 10 signs we may be in the last of the last days. So the, the scripture refers to the church age, the present age as the last days, and then the end times is everything that starts with the rapture and, and goes uh, forward. 16% of uh, scripture is unfulfilled prophecy. So I refer to churches today that don't teach about prophecy as the 84% club. They may be Bible churches, but they're only teaching 84% of the Word of God. Right. And I believe in the 100% of the Word of God. Yes. So, uh, but, so there are s several that we deal with in that DVD. The biggest one, obviously, is the establishment of Israel in, in uh, May 15, 1948. Um, that's very prophetically significant. It set the stage. Israel has to be in existence for all these end times events to happen. So clearly that sort of gets everyone's attention. Um, I think uh, the march toward the transhumanism and uh, you know deconstruction of language, uh, the uh, globalism obviously, this one world system, a lot of people think we're de facto already in a one world system, uh, even though it's not officially that. Um, and by the way, I, I believe, uh, I don't know if you, how you guys feel about this, but I believe that scripturally there's nothing that would preclude us from actually being in a one world government before the Antichrist comes. Yeah. In other words, the Word never, the word of God never says that the Antichrist institutes the one world government. He just takes the helm of it. So I've always taught for years uh, that, you know, well, it's going to come about when the Antichrist comes. But the more I looked at Scripture, I, I don't know if I can say that dogmatically. So if the Lord tarries its coming, it's not inconceivable that we might be in yeah, a one world global system. Yeah, said Americans might be Chinese citizens yeah. is a comment you made, and mm. that, that's uh, very humbling. Yeah, I mean, we, we tend to look through the lens of, we were talking about this off air a moment ago, but you tend to look through the Bible through the lens of American exceptionalism, and that's normal, that's natural. Uh, a guy I'm sure you you know, you've probably interviewed him many times, but a friend of mine, Ed Heinsohn, made a great comment once at a Q&A that we were both speaking at this conference and he was on the panel. And first question inevitably at prophecy conferences that people ask, is, you know, where's America in Bible prophecy? And uh, Dr. Heinsohn said, you know what? I've traveled all over the world, spoken in prophecy conferences across the globe. And he said, only in America do I get that question. He said, nobody in you know, Costa Rica says, where's Costa Rica in you know, Bible prophecy? Or That's where's Canada point. in Bible prophecy? So, yeah, I think uh, we, you know, we need to recognize that even though America is the greatest nation on earth, it's done more for the furtherance of the gospel. Clearly the fingerprints of God are all over this country. God's not an American, and we have no guarantee that America is, is going to even be still here when these. So, last question, I suppose, for for our viewers and for any of us who love the Lord and anticipate His coming, what should we be doing? What should Christians be doing while we wait? If the time is short, or if the Lord tarries. What's our task? Amen. So, uh, number one task is the number one task of the of the church, and that's the Great Commission. We need to be making disciples, sharing the gospel, training people up in the Word. Um, you know, for those that may be watching that providentially uh, tuned in and don't know the Lord, the number one priority is to, to trust in Jesus Christ and Him alone for salvation. Um, there's only one way that people can be saved, and that's by faith alone. And uh, you can't be good enough, you can't earn it, you can't you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and try to commend yourself to a holy God. It's a free gift paid for by the blood of Christ, and you have to trust in Jesus Christ alone as the only one who can forgive your sin and give you the gift of eternal life. So I would encourage 
Now, you, you mentioned what should Christians be doing. Uh, speaking to churchgoers at large, I would encourage them all to make sure there's been a time in your life when you've done that, because obviously the churches are filled with a lot of people who maybe think they're saved because, you know, I was baptized, or I did this, or I've always been a Christian, or I go to church, or I'm pretty good, or I'm better than most. But it's only a, about faith. Uh, our ministry, Not By Works Ministries, is based off uh, Titus 3.5, not by works of righteousness, which we've done, but according to His mercy, He saved us. And then for believers, I would say uh, be prepared. You know, Proverbs 22.3 tells us that a wise man sees trouble coming and prepares for it. Um, I think it's, a, it's important to be aware of what's happening around us, not stick your head in the sand. And we have several resources that talk about that in our Spirit of the Antichrist series, for example. And that's um, on, what's your website? Notbyworks.org is our ministry website. And, um, you know, uh, we, the train may be coming, but we don't have to get on it. Mm. You know, we need to just try to last as long as we can. Life is valuable. God doesn't want us just to lay down. He wants us no. to fight and uh, be ready. I think we get people who say, well, I just don't hear much in my church or my community. And I, and I tell them, well, perhaps you are that watchman. You know, the, the whole community didn't stand on the wall. One or two individuals stood on the wall to warn their community. So perhaps God has put you there to be that watchman for your church, for your community, for your family. And so your task is to warn them and to be that, that voice piece of what you discern because the rest of them are asleep. And, and I think that is a, an image that gives us all a challenge and an opportunity to serve until the Lord comes. Amen. Yeah, I mean, there's some practical things you can do too. My grandfather was a Bible preacher and I can remember growing up whenever we would visit my grandma and grandpa's house, he had a little plaque by his doorbell that was tattered and torn, a little card, and it, was, it said, to whom it may concern, uh, if this house is found empty, and it goes on to explain the rapture and, and then give the gospel. And uh, so we've picked up on that. We have the same thing in our house, and we, we sell those little uh, placards uh, on our website. But that's just a, it sounds like a simple thing, but, you know, when the rapture happens, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurtle this world into chaos, and there are going to be many people who didn't get saved before the rapture, who, according to Revelation 7, have the opportunity to get saved after the rapture, and they're going to need to know. They're going to need so to know. So let's let them know. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you are providing information and insight and, and teaching, not just for disciples now, but for folks who will need to know. And so, JB, we pray a blessing on you hey, and your you ministry. Bet. You bet, Thank you for joining us. We'll have you back. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. God Thank bless. Thank you. Yeah.